If you found out that one of your best friends was financially supporting Epstein's Island, would you still be friends with him? This is not a hypothetical question. I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to get an answer because this guy I've known for a long time. Let me give you a little bit of context. We won't use his actual name. We'll call him Bill. We'll call him Bill. That's not his real name. Uh, William. You can call him William, but we'll call him Bill. So I am on you know social media. I'm trying to you know keep in touch with the people that you know to whom I love and whom loved me, who loved me, and I see this motherfucker William has just purchased a brand new 2021 red Corvette. Let me give you some background on this guy. This guy is married. This guy's been married for, what is it, 2018? You guys got married, so what, three years now? This man has been married to the same, you know, woman for three years, and just now he buys a Corvette, a brand new, like, tricked out red Corvette, like, are you trying to score some pussy? Because, bro, you've been married. You're three years into your marriage. You're childless. All right, you should start be thinking about getting a minivan, homeboy. This motherfucker. So this is the guy we're dealing with. Probably not the most secure man in the world. I don't mean to talk shit on him. He's a fellow podcaster, so we, I guess we'll respect him for, for you know, podcast buddy purposes, but... Any married folks out there, huh? If you're if you're two, three years married, if you're you know, you're not thinking about buying. A, you buy those cars when you're chasing pussy and have money, or you're old and have been married forever and are sick and tired of your old hag hanging around. You know what I mean? You don't go out and <laughs> this asshole. So, anyways, this is the guy who I find out through the internet, through contacts with the police. He's, he just bought this Corvette and I just found out he's the one, he's pro, he's the main financial support for Epstein's Island. Epstein is dead. Giselle, you know, Bunchen, what's her name? Jelaine Maxwell. She's gone, okay? She's no longer going to be your British socialite. That name is forever Harvey Weinstein, right? I find out that one of my best friends is the, and I get it, you know, you thought this was a guy who was going to give you opportunity. You had no clue what he was actually doing, all the minors he brought over to, you know, as prostitutes, as child sex slaves. He dies in prison. Whether or not he kills himself, I guess that's up for debate. And so I do some more research, and this fucking guy, this guy who I thought I knew, he also was the one who shot Harambe. William, we'll call him Bill, okay? So Bill, Harambe is killed, what, in 2000, I can't remember, 15, 16, something like that? The year before Harambe was shot and killed, he actually brought a Glock into the Cincinnati Zoo and started firing at the gorilla cage. I think that's because I just started, you know, getting, you know, my life together. A little bit of context. When I was, you know, basically from the time I was 0 to 12, I was a really good-looking kid, okay? I think I talked about this in episode 3. I was a really good-looking kid. 
12 year, you know, when I turned 12 to 20, I was absolutely hideous. Okay. And then 20, I started turning my life around basically 20 to 23. I was, I was, I was the shit. Okay. Just lost a bunch of weight, right? Did the whole transformation. Think of like a classic fat kid who was athletic his whole life. Basically what happened if Chris Farley got in a really, really good shape, I never, I never was never at Chris Farley stage, but you know, there's a point in my life. I, like, I was, I was a pretty big boy. You know what I mean? And I was strong and I lifted, but man, I was a fat fuck. Anyways, so night for age 19 to 20, I spent a year. I just devote myself to the gym, to eating healthy, to just focusing on myself, right? No girls, no nothing. And it's, and it was a classic story. Think about that classic story. You, you know, you spend a year just by yourself and then you come back to school in the fall. And I, I went to like a little, you know, little Catholic school. So kind of everybody knew everybody. Like my high school was bigger than my university. And then I went to the university. I came back. I think it was, this was my junior year. Yeah, this would have been the start of my junior year. I was, I was jacked and I was doing the whole like wearing tight shirts. People noticed, you know, girls noticed. And my buddy at the time, Bill, okay, the Harambe shooter, the Epstein funder, Bill and I had been really close uh, ever since our first, you know, couple of days on campus. To give you some context, you know, we had, a, there was this, we called this the, uh, the Assisi Heights gym. At the time, the university didn't have like a school gym where the students can go and work out. So what they did was they had like this student housing complex and they took one of the student houses, which is like a, which is like a four bedroom house, right? Or like a four bedroom little thing. It wasn't even a house. It wasn't even that big. And they turned the, and they just turned it into a gym. And, you know, (laughs) there was like, 10 regulars because it was such a shitty, dirty, temporary gym, old steel weights, old machines that barely worked. Right. And Will and I, and like a handful of other people, um, would be there all the time. And so Will and I just naturally kind of met and, you know, this is a time I was still heavy as fuck, right? 19 years old, 18, 19 years old, him and I, I mean, and then he's like this skinny little prick, right? And, you know, he's intimidated and, you know, has chicken legs and, you know, I'm the opposite. I, I'm full on fucking, like I said, I was like fucking Chris Farley. Right. But I was fat. I was insecure. I had problems. Um, you know, if it wasn't for that gym, if it wasn't for, you know, Will's friendship, I think I would have gone down a really bad path. You know, I had already, you know, developed a food addiction at that point. So Lauren knows that I'll be, Lauren knows that I'll be, that I would have had a drug addiction as well. If only I just had the, you know, right crowd. Right. So as I'm getting, you know, more and more in shape, I come back junior year and it's like, and it's like one of those big reveals, you know, I'm getting into shape, right. My sophomore year. Um, and then the summer before my junior year is when I really ramp it up. And those three months, I swear to God, I'm doing three a day workouts because I'm also preparing to be on the rugby team. So I'm doing three a day workouts. I'm shitting you not. I wake up in the morning and I'm also taking, this is the summer of 2014, 14 or 15. Um, yeah. So, so somewhere between there. Um, but it's before my junior year and I'm waking up, I'm doing cardio. Okay. Um, I'm taking a math class at, at uh, Iowa state university, a summer math class. I'm dating a girl. All right. And I'm fucking 
going hard and I'm lifting. Um, and then I'm doing cardio again. Like, a, like uh, so I'll, I'll do, I'll just go on like a run in the morning, eat shit, whatever, fucking um, do the fucking lift, do the math class, do a little bit of homework. And then I still had the fucking energy to do three workouts a day on top of being a student. You know, um, I don't remember if I was working or not. Either I was doing the math class thing and working or I was, can't remember, but one summer, whatever, fuck it. So I come back and I do a classic reveal where it's like, oh my gosh, Chris, no one's seen Chris for three months. And this was before I was even on social media or anything. So nobody could have even tracked, you know, like kept track of my progress. I come back and fucking, whoa, shit, the fucking microphone. I come back and I am jacked and I am big. I'm 200 and this time I'm 212 pounds, but just solid. I'm not the tallest guy, but I'm 5'10". But when you're 212 pounds and you're solid and your body fat is under 8% and you're, you know, running eight miles a day and you're lifting like a fucking maniac, dude, like men notice, women notice. And so women who I was friendly with were all of a sudden now, you know, salivating at their mouths every time they saw me. And I got it and I get it. Like, it's fine. Um, Did not handle it the best way because, you know, this is the first time females have actually given me attention and I don't know what the fuck to do with it. So what I did was I played like super ultra cool about it. I just kept my head down, walk straight. Like I know that I feel good. I look good. And that girls are noticed. And I'm tr- now I sound like a dick, but I hope you know what I'm trying to say. And will obviously notices and he's very vocal and supportive about it. But this is the time he, you know, is shooting Harambe behind my back. He's funding money to Epstein's Island and, um, I mean, those are the only two instances I know about. I wouldn't be surprised if he was also, you know, harvesting the organs of, you know, hospice care patients right before they died. Just get in while they're fresh, you know. So he was probably behind that as well. Um, so my question is, what do I do? Do I keep in contact with him? Are we still friends? I like the guy. I like him a lot. He is a very successful dude um, who, yeah, like I said, just bought a fucking brand new Corvette. Think about it. If you're, put yourself in this situation. I think most of my listeners are single guys, single girls, right? You're a married, pretend you're a married man. You have no children yet. You should probably get some children soon. You've been married three years, okay? The whole bachelor life is over. All right, you're an old hag. You have no friends. Nobody likes you. Okay, you're going to start picking hairs out of each other's asses. All right, and then start, you're going to be reading, you know, cheap magazines before you go to bed, like a classic sitcom. Everybody loves Raymond, Seinfeld kind of deal, right? That's that's fucking you, okay? Are you going to go out and buy a brand new Corvette? For who? Why? You don't need it. You have a vehicle. You're going to buy a... Fuck, dude. So these are the kinds of people who fund Epstein's Island. So I'm sorry if you were a young girl who had to, you know, endure the, you know, horrors of that island and what you experienced and how young you were. And I'm sorry. And I, if you wish you could put a face to the, the torture and the evil, not only Epstein, not only just saying Maxwell, but my, my buddy Bill. 
watching War Dogs right now. What a great movie. Um, he's not Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf's lookalike. Fucking, and uh, got Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's a goddamn good fucking actor. And this movie's so great. It's just after the scene where the dude's uh, fucking wife was like, you did not tell me that you were in Iraq and you went all the way to Iraq. You didn't tell me. You know how much we do. We are against the war. And he's like, baby, I can explain everything. And the whole time I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Before he was jerking off dudes to barely earn a minimum wage. And now you guys have a daughter. So it's like, be grateful that now he's driving a Porsche. All right. Sure. He's at, he's now an illegal international arms dealer. Um, and now he's in Bulgaria, you know, some of the time in Libya, he's going to fucking Iraq. He almost got, he almost died in Iraq, whatever. He's doing what he can so that you can live a luxurious lifestyle in a penthouse and a sky rise in Miami. Like, like every woman wants. And she has the audacity to go, why, why do you do this to our family? It's like, bitch, you have no fucking clue what he does. All you've got to do is just be, be happy that, you know, you're, you're living a great life and he's doing work, whatever that work is. <sighs> Who am I going to shit on next? Military wives. Here we go. <laughs> Talk about a useless class of people. Military wives. First of all, your husband who goes overseas is not even like that much in danger. He's the guy who's like, all right, guys, um, so here's the directions. And uh, all you got to do is take off the plane and the plane is going to go up and around and you guys are going to then go straight. All right, cool. All right, pl uh, pilots number two, here you go. Okay, pilots number two, here's your direction. You're going to um, do what they did except reverse. You're going to wait about five minutes to stagger each other, and then you guys are going to go the opposite way and then swerve around an hour later. He's not the guy who's driving the fucking, you know, planes. Oh, shit, Bradley Cooper's the one who's going to shoot him. Do you understand now? Yes, yes, I, I understand. I understand. Do you really think you could cut me out of my own deal? Question mark. Breathing heavily. <laughs> Please. Uh, don't shoot me. And then Bradley puts his gun down. Yeah, motherfucker. Walk away. Boom. Throw him down. Oh, he's in his underwear. Bradley Cooper's a good actor, too. Yeah, so, and then these military, all, all military wives do now. I mean, back in the day, they just, you know, kept their mouths shut and they had support groups. And now every military wife is on TikTok. Like they're some, like they have a fucking message to say, like, I'm a military wife. Okay. How many years have you served? Zero. What does your husband do? Nothing. Tell the, tell the actual soldiers what to do, where the planes take off. And then like, here's the deal. Like when I see, you know, a fucking military guy and he's current military and in the, you know, miraculous occasion, he's not asking for a discount at every fucking Starbucks McDonald's he goes to. <laughs> and he looks like he's um, overweight. It's like, yeah, you're not fighting for this country. You're not fighting for anything. Have you ever been in a fight? When was the last time you were in a fight? You can't last 30 seconds in a real fight when your, you know, body mass index is classified as just a little overweight. I mean, or or are they? Oh, wait, you, you are in the military. Oh, I understand. You are in the military. Oh, I see. Oh, you just answer the phones? 
Fuck you. Thank you for your service, sir. <clears throat> so funny, I dated a girl once. Her name, we won't say her name. No names on this podcast. Except for Bill. Bill's a dick. I love you, Bill. Congratulations on the fucking, you know, Corvette. Um, we'll race. I'm going to get a Porsche soon. I'm going to we'll get one of those 911 S Turbo motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. And we will R-A-P-C-E. We will race. Um, so this girl I was dating, she, before she dated me and mind you, I think she must be a bit of a pathological liar. Some of her stories never really like fully checked out a hundred percent, but apparently she dated a Navy SEAL. She was living in Louisiana and had dated a Navy SEAL. Explain. I, Okay. Or she, or I don't know where she was, but whatever. So before me, she had dated, I guess, an FBI guy, a fucking CIA guy. I don't know how she's getting with these guys. And now she's with me. I'm 10 years younger than her. We're both working at a commercial gym. Like, what? How the, why, why are you going from like Navy? So she was dating a fucking Navy SEAL. And then <laughs> there was one time when this guy came in and he was like, uh, can I, do you guys do a military discount? And she just goes, no. And I guess she just said, sorry, we don't do that. Was very professional about it. And then she came back to me and was like, God, every time these fucking guys come in, they always want to get a fucking discount. What the fuck? These entitled motherfuckers. And then I was like, you know what, baby? I think you're I think you're fucking right. <laughs> like they do. They I mean, and here's the thing is like, okay, you fucking served, whatever. You're in the middle of serving, whatever. Why in the fuck are you going to McDonald's? Why in the fuck are you going to Starbucks and you're ordering Frappuccinos? Like, aren't you supposed to be in fighting shape? I don't see any MMA guys do that. I don't see any wrestlers do that. I don't see any athletes do that. Any actual athletes. If you play baseball or softball, it's like you have the option to be jacked. You can either be like Bortolo Colon... Or fucking whoever that guy on the fucking uh, Cardinals was. I remember, I think a year or two ago, he hits a home run and there's a like a highlight reel of him. I guess he hits a walk-off, comes back, and then rips his shirt off and he's fucking jacked. It's not young Carlos Stanton, but, you know, like young, you can either be like young Carlos Stanton or you can be Bartolo Colon and anything in between and still be called a professional athlete. Like, what the fuck, mate? What the fuck, usual suspects? That's why I always say, what the fuck? He goes, I'm done, Ephraim. Look, you don't have to go back. I hired this new guy, Ivan. He speaks Albanian. He goes, I'm done. God, why do the wives always get in their fucking ears? You want to be great? You want to be great at anything in life? You've got to be, you know, you got to know what you're like as a single guy and what you are as a relationship guy. I'm not saying don't date. I'm not saying women are bad. I'm not saying they're, you know, they make life for a man difficult. Because we also make life for women difficult. Of course we fucking do. Again, I don't know how it is in the gay world. In the gay world, again, I just, I score with the fucking orgies, man. You can you can sign up for a fucking gay orgy online. Dude, these, uh, I was living in Chicago for a little bit. You just go on to like... Uh, what are those gr grope me sites? Group me. 
these like group meetings, meeting, meet, meetup, meetup.com, whatever. And I came across, you know, so like looking, you know, this is a time when I was lonely. I had just dated, I just got done with uh, Navy SEAL girl. We'll just call her Cecilia, CL, Cecilia. We'll call her Cecilia with the tattoos. And I was just looking for like a community to be a part of, you know. And I didn't drink or smoke or, you know, eat in excess, you know. I just wanted people to be around, right? And I cannot tell you the amount of like, <laughs> like, gay men's um, naked yoga groups I would see. But the thing is, is they would just, it's smart because they advertise it as naked yoga. And I was like, oh, you know, I've, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna see. So I fucking emailed the dude and I'm like, are there any chicks in this class? And he just goes, no, it's all men. (laughs) And I'm like, got it. So I show up and we all, you know, get together. And you cannot tell me that this is not like a, uh, a speakeasy you know, for, for, um, advertised orgies. <sighs> what do you think about prostitution guys? You think it should be legal or illegal? I think it should be totally legal in that the government should have no law against it. You know, if you go into a convenience store or grocery store, or whatever, and you want to buy, you know, 10 gallons worth of water, you should do that. You should be able to ha- to do that. Like that should be your right. The government, city, state, you know, federal government has no law saying, you know, you can't buy anything more than 10 gallons of, you know, purified water. And if you do, you know, there's going to be consequences, right? Now, look, if you, if you are the grocery store owner, you know, and you want to put a limit on that, you know, that's fine. That's your regulation as a private, you know, business owner. No one in here can fucking come in and buy 11 gallons of fucking water, right? I'm cutting off at 10. And I think prostitution to be the same way, right? <clears throat> like, if you, you know, want to do the whole prostitution thing, if you want to be a prostitute, I think you should, you know, have every right to do so. If you want to do your, do it as like an LLC, a DBA individual LLC, completely, 100% fucking go for it. Government should have no fucking say. There should be laws against any, you know, injury or any, you know, harm done to you by, you know, one of your clients. And, you know, dealing with the the societal pressures and whatnot and the stigmas, that's another thing. But, you know, I think if we want to progress, we should give everyone the right to do anything they want as long as no, no one's getting hurt. You know what I mean? It's the oldest profession. It's and it's an exchange of the probably the most common thing that people think about and do sex. Like you look at even like fucking people jerking off to fucking Pornhub. That site is the most popular site on the fucking planet. It just fucking is. So I don't get how that translates to our culture. Like I'm talking American society or Western societal laws. And it's not just about prostitution. It's about it's about anything that people want to do. Here's the here's the rule: if you're not hurting anyone, if zero people are getting hurt, and all you're trying to do is make a profit, whatever that you know those two you know categories, if you want to do those things, you should be able to. The government should have no fucking say in in, in that shit. 
the only thing that the government should do on whatever level is fucking protect those people. You 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 want to be a plumber. Okay, you're a plumber, right? You don't work for a plumbing company. You're just Chris the plumber, right? So you advertise yourself, you know, you you go to church, so you fucking, you know, you say to the hey la- hey lady, you know, if you ever need a fucking plumber, I you know, I I do it privately. You just go through me and uh you don't have to, you know, there's no upcharging with another company. It's just you call me on my cell phone. I show up in the clothes that I show up in, you know, and I do my fucking thing. <clears throat> you build a clientele. You might get on some websites like uh, the Jenny. What's that fucking, you know, basically, you know, any website that's like, you know, find a private fucking plumber, fixes your fucking pipes and shit for, you know, 50 bucks, where it would be like 200 bucks with like, you know, a fucking company. That's why everybody should start changing their oil. You start changing your oil um, by yourself. It's really not that fucking difficult. Um, all you need is like a few pieces of equipment. Over time, if you're if you own your car, it's gonna save you a lot of fucking money, a lot of fucking money. Especially if you have like if you, if you have a fucking space to do it with, you know, have a little garage or whatever, or even just like a park nearby. It's a it's a nice thing I could do on a you know nice summer day. Might be a little more difficult in the winter, and I get that. But I think uh, you know you're changing your oil what every you know three or four months every three months. Yeah, so two oil changes a year you're going to do on your own, and then two, you know, do it in the, in the cold weather season. Over the lifetime of your car, you save yourself a couple, you know, a couple bucks, learn, learn a thing or two about uh, vehicles, and uh, life is good that way, you know? So, yeah, I can't wait until the uh, federal prosecutors come and um, fucking arrest Bill for shooting Harambe and the rest of the, and terrorizing the citizens of Cincinnati, as well as you know all of his funds, so you know they're gonna they're gonna catch him. Should I still be friends with him? Please, you know, direct message me. Let me know because I'm just kind of in a in a little bit of a moral dilemma. I really like the guy, like I said. Um, the wife is is fun. It's funny. She's kind of a a mousy ditzy girl, you know. So she's she's nice to have a conversation with. It's kind of like you know bringing a kid along and uh, seeing what they do when you present them with you know intelligent stuff. And they just go, what? And you're like, gullible must be written on the ceiling. And then she cranks her neck back like a fucking bird. (laughs) Kidding. These uh, these people will not be named, but you know, Bill. They're gonna they're coming after you, man. And they're gonna take your wife. They're gonna make her into a prostitute. She's gonna be protected, but she's gonna be a prostitute. All right, I'll be the first buyer. We all know that. (laughs) Is oh look at there's the FBI and then the FBI shows up. Well, that saves us a trip. Oh fuck. Oh now they're caught. The FBI caught them after they got punched. Oh Jesus. Man, how degrading must it be to you know walk into a bunch of squad cars with your hands behind your back? I think that'd be. I think I think it would be cool to be arrested. Here's why because. If you're like arrested by regular uniform police officers, it's normal and people think you're kind of like whatever. But if there's like a an entourage of FBI, you know, suburbans and Tahoes and you got your regular police cars and there's cameras and a crowd and you walk out just like in a fucking tuxedo with a fucking cigarette, right? 
that's actually kind of badass. And you're probably at that stage rich enough to bail yourself out. Like what happened with Paul Castellano? He was the uh, fucking head of what? The fucking Lucese Genovo's family? The fucking, you know, Bolobino family. And the fucking New York gangs. I talked about this in my previous podcast about the fucking, you know, mafia and shit. So he 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 had one of those things. Hold media attention. Giuliani's like, you know, hey, he can bail himself out. We think he can bail himself out. You know, he's going to be able to bail himself out. And then a couple of days later, pop, 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 shot in the fucking head. He was taking the fuck out, you know. Boy, I gotta start getting. Uh, I gotta start getting like notes when I. This is all just off the fucking cuff, by the way. Um, it was pathetic. War Dogs is still going on. Jonah Hill's a great actor. AEY is now everybody's. Oh boy, they've got a Wolf Blitzer doing a little TV appearance. Fucking uh, who's that? Uh, Brian Williams doing a TV appearance. Oh man. Oh, but it was a true story. Oh, it was a true fucking story. That's cool. Oh, shit. We're coming up on uh, 30 minutes here soon, guys. All right. Well, here's the deal. Bill, um, look out. I just called you out on this podcast, so all that information is, you know, free to use by the FBI. I think they're going to come after you. Um, I won't tell them your um, actual identity. That's stupid. But if they do bribe me with enough money, um, we can talk. So if the FBI, if the police, if whatever is listening to this, and you want some insider information into someone else besides, you know, the Prince Charles or the the Queen and fucking Meghan Markle and Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady, who actually fund Epstein's, Epstein's Island, I know one more funder. Um, and I will definitely divulge the information with a nice little... Uh, you know, I got to pay off these student loans, right? So help me out in FBI. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a lovely day. You know, I love each and every one of you, except the ones I don't love. Goodbye.